0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Greg Rich Ministries podcast. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, we've been doing life. We've been busy, um, but some great things have happened recently. Um, Josh and I had the opportunity to lead um, some short-term mission
1: trips, uh, part of Raymo Bible Training College. We had such a great time. Yeah, it was amazing. And one thing that I really saw, first of all, super proud of all the team members that went on it, but it also just helped me see the benefit of short-term mission trips. There's a lot of opinions about there. Are they valuable? Do they really make a difference? And the short answer for me is yes, they really do. Not only do they make an impact on the people that you encounter, but it makes an impact on you as the person that goes on the trip I saw so much growth, and you could probably say the same, yeah. throughout your whole team. The fact that maybe they came in a little nervous, a little you know hesitant to step out and really minister in a way they maybe haven't experienced before to a different culture, in a different language, working with a translator. But day one, I can say that by day five, people had grown so much. And we're honestly so effective. Yeah. Um, so I think that for me, and that's one of the things with Greg Rich Ministries that we love to do is to take people on short-term missions. Yeah, trips. we
0: definitely have a heart... Um because both of us, we saw a change in our life on what going overseas um, on a mission trip does. And so we love to help You know, people have that same experience. I know one of the things that our host um, actually said when we were there was, we want you to bring a deposit for us, but we also, as a you know, ministry here in country, want to put a deposit in you. And so that's kind of the experience. It's not just transactional. It's not just one-sided. You're affecting people there, but then it also can change your life um, completely. And so we, you know, I was able to to go to Brazil. Josh went to Thailand. Um, We had another group go to Zambia, and just you know, seeing that there is a world outside the world that you live in um, can completely change your perspective. Um, It's it's one of the things that I really like about it is it puts your problems and your concerns and your anxieties and things that you're worried about in perspective.
1: Yeah. It, and you made this statement, I think a couple years ago in Brazil, but like, it kind of makes you, um, recognize that your problems are not as big as you've made them to be. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's not to, you know, dismiss the fact that we all go through challenges, but whenever you see, like, for example, when we were in Thailand, the first day we were there, we were ministering, in, in a garbage dump. We were providing food to people that were um, you know, living from the trash. So they were getting their food, the, the huts that they were living in were all built from materials that they found in the dump. Um, one thing that we were doing was um, helping prevent, these people are at risk, they don't have money. One of the unfortunate realities there is that people would sell their children And this is kind of uh, dark, but they would almost see their children as like a cow or a chicken in the sense of like, hey, we're out of money. We got to sell this off. That's sick. We don't agree with that. But that's the reality of where they're in and the mentality it is. Um, So by us going there, first of all, providing them with something of substance, with food that helped prevent them from having to even get into (laughs) that decision making process. But then also te- teaching them about their value in Christ mm-hmm. so that they could see it within themselves and then see it in their children. So they don't see it as like, hey, this is – they're my food supply, you yeah. know. And that's it's rough. That's, but. you know,
0: one of the things that we do with Gregor's Ministries is we want to go and provide value. That's social work. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, in the States, there's so many organizations and social outreaches and things that in the end provide no eternal change and even change in the short term where you have to pair the social work with the Word of God um, because the Word of God is the only thing that can change and... You know, teaching people to trust in him, teaching them their value in Christ, um, those type of things. It's just um, important, and we feel like that's, that's on our heart to help people um, around the world understand.
1: Yeah, and we did that in Guatemala. It was in 2018 or yeah. 2019. We mm-hmm. went to Guatemala, and we did a lot of teaching in churches. Um, but one thing that I was really proud of our team, we actually built two homes yeah. for families that were in need. Now, of course, you're not just a handout to them. You're not just coming there to give them something, you know, a physical value, but you're also partnering, like Tanner was saying, with eternal value, Mm -hmm. with something that's going to change their life and cause them to have a different perspective um, and to go forward. So... I think that as a ministry, that's what we love to do is to bring the two sides together. So they're not just hearing spiritual teaching, but not seeing any demonstration
0: of the love we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus didn't go about doing good and it was just, oh, I'm just going to teach. Um, he fed the 5,000, right? And so it's practical things as well that we, we love to go overseas and do, um, a few testimonies, uh, from our trip, you know, in Brazil, we actually saw a lot of salvation. Um, the people in Brazil were so warm and welcoming of our group, and it felt like we could go up to anybody on the street and talk to them. Um, people were very receptive for us, um, but in particular with uh, one of the testimonies, we were at a urgent care, like a hospital type place, and there was a little boy there, um, probably about five years old, um, that had a fever, and he had a fever for four days, and they were, you know, checking his temperature there, and one of our team member went up and prayed for him. And his fever instantly left. And they checked it. I mean, this is documented. They checked it. The fever was gone. And he gave his life to the Lord there. And his mom that had brought him to the hospital, she was a believer, but she had kind of, you know, walked away, wasn't really living in it. And seeing God heal her son, she rededicated her life there. Um, And so just, you know, as one of our team members stepping out, believing the word, um, seeing testimony after testimony like that, that's kind of what we experienced.
1: And that was the demonstration of God's goodness. You know, it's the goodness that leads people, the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And her seeing the goodness of God operate in her son with that healing power led her to make a decision, I'm going to say yes to Jesus.
0: And, you know, we had another, uh, speaking of the goodness of God, there were two people in the church um, in Arcaju that in 2021, they had COVID. And they were both actually in comas so it was very bad. Um, the, the husband, you know, he had, had a tube. He showed me the scar here that was down and, um, he was in a coma for, I believe 14 days and maybe she was for around 20 days. I mean, it was very bad. They yeah. should have died and, uh, they were able to come out of it. Um, they're a part of Verba De Vita Arc as you now, and they were with us at that urgent care, uh, ministering to people and, you know, telling them about Jesus, praying for healing, all those things. And, towards the end of the uh, time we were there there was a man that walked up that was in a like doctor's you know uniform and things and they get to talking with this guy and they were like taking their mask off to show that it was them come to find out this was the doctor the surgeon at the place that they had covid at hmm. and seeing them in the place that they were in healthy it changed his perspective and he gave his life to the lord right then and so you know awesome. he saved their life in the natural but then in the end they were able to save his life with the gospel. And so it's just, you know, that wasn't part of our team, but seeing things like that happen all over the world, it's the goodness of God that
1: leads people to change. Yeah. And those are amazing testimonies. But one thing that I'm sure your team was so happy with is not only we we've heard those stories yeah. before but they actually saw it happening through their lives and what God had deposited in them mm-hmm. was now coming out and producing results. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits of these short-term trips. There was even someone on our trip that was like this is real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like it yeah. is real. And in 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 you you know it's real but now you're actually seeing it come to life right before your eyes and not that you should have to need that but it is an encouragement to mm-hmm. keep going keep pressing in and keep following god's plan and yeah one thing for us in thailand we were going out and doing outreaches in a village and there was a you know we had five minutes we were on like a tight uh time frame and we had to leave the village and the people in the village knew that we were about to go. And so they brought this woman and we saw her walking down the street. She had a cane and she had three or four people there helping her get to the house we were at. And she came in and she told us that she was completely paralyzed on the left side of her body. She was not able to move her left arm, her left leg. She wasn't speaking at all. And what I would assume to have been a stroke probably um, that occurred in her body. So, um, as we were there, we just prayed for her. Again, it wasn't a long prayer. We didn't spend a bunch of time yeah. you know, declaring all these things over her life. It says, believers lay hands on the sick, and the sick are made well. It doesn't even necessarily mention anything that you say, yeah. um, though we do command healing in their bodies. But um, this woman... After that, without even being prompted, we weren't saying, now stand up and try to move your arm and move your leg. She just did that yeah. naturally because she experienced something in her body. She stood up, and we have video evidence of yeah. it. And they played it at, at Ramah Church. Yeah. Um, but she was lifting her left arm. She was started dancing. She was lifting her hands up, praising God that she just met. Yeah. Um, so um, it was amazing because she walked in with a cane and three or four people supporting her. And she walked out of the house dancing in her own strength. That's just one of many, many, many testimonies. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I saw in our team is that they saw, hey, you know what? As I laid hands on this woman, I'm the believer. So I believe on in the gift of God within me and the person of God within me. And if he says I can do it, I can do it. And so it's not about me. It's actually about the love of God and the goodness of God being demonstrated to this woman. And so they laid hands. They just commanded that her body be healed. Yeah. And it happened, yeah. you know.
0: And, you know, you don't have to go overseas to get that experience. No. Um, but we found, you know, a lot of times it's good for your, you know, your first mission trip experience because you're not working your job. Yeah. You're not having, you know, the cares of life on the forefront of your mind. You're kind of focused just on this trip. And so what I found is you're kind of able to step outside of that bubble and yeah. that cloud that you feel like you live in here and be really who God made you to be. And what we found is in seeing that God will use you, you can come back to your life, your daily life, whatever you have to do, and actually live in that real identity that God has for you. So that's one of the things that I love about short-term trips is it's almost like a launching pad for the call that God has for your life. Um, It doesn't have to be, oh, that one week was the only time that God used me. It can kind of be the starting
1: point where you realize, oh, God – God will use me no matter where I am in the world. Yeah. And one thing is that during these trips, I think both of our groups, when we woke up, we started the day with a devotional time and a prayer time and um, did that throughout the day. And so I was talking to our team and saying, you know, as you get back, You want to avoid living mission trip to mission trip. Yeah. You want to avoid going and be like, man, last year I went to Thailand or to Brazil. And then the following year or the next year you're saying, oh, and I went this year. And those were the two highlights of your year were just those things. But actually take some principles and the things that you found to really help you during your trip and start applying them like Tanner was saying to your everyday life. So if you were seeing these amazing results with God on your mission trip, Go back and look at it. What was I doing? I was the first thing when I woke up in the morning. I was being aware of God. Yeah, you were meditating on it. I was putting my attention on him. I was spending time in prayer and worshiping him. And so if I want to continue to see that in my life, maybe I should apply those same principles. And
0: it's not by accident that these things happen. Right. You know, I was just listening to somebody talk about when David killed Goliath, it wasn't by accident right before he had killed a lion and a bear. And so it's like that preparation time of you even even using your God given imagination when you're meditating on the word to see you praying for that person that gets healed and just spending time praying, spending time in his word, not just when you're on the trip, but when you get back home. Um, It's So, so, so important.
1: Yeah. And one thing that you know, I think that is beneficial. If, if you feel like a tug on your heart, I want to do go on a mission trip. I don't really know where to get started. There are so many organizations that do it and we do it as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll be uh, announcing trips probably, you know, in some time here. And if you're interested, you know, yeah. definitely reach out. We'll be putting out more information, but I will say that as you go, not only are you going to see God operate through you, um, but you're also going to get you know, broaden your, your perspective yeah. about the yeah. world. Like we were talking about at the very beginning, what is my, the problems in my life? They're very small compared to everybody else. And, uh, you're going to see yourself grow. And I would I, even say that you're going to see gifts that God placed in you be cultivated. Yeah. And also you'll probably discover gifts that you didn't know you have yeah. <laughs> actually get a chance at an opportunity. Like Tanner was saying to get outside of that bubble that you're in of your yeah. everyday routine. You know, you're going to work, you're going to school, whatever you're doing. You've taken yourself out of that, and you're put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, and everything that's been deposited now has an opportunity, and honestly needs to come out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been teaching. Tanner's about to start teaching Corinthians at Rama. I've been teaching Jeremiah, and uh, you know, there's this part where Jeremiah says, "I'm not going to mention your name anymore," but God, you know, every time I've made that decision, because every time I do, it seems like there's a lot of persecution coming my way. He's like, but every time I do, there's something in me. There's a fire shut up in my bones that basically i can't hold this in anymore it has to come out yeah and i think and i believe there are giftings in each and every one of you that are listening that are really yearning and desiring to come out of you mm-hmm. and i feel like god's saying it's time yeah you know because we can push them down we can resist them because they're uncomfortable for us or maybe it's not something our personality yeah. would necessarily want maybe to you do. feel like
0: you shouldn't be a pulpit minister yeah. or like it that oh i'm not a pastor. And so I don't yeah. need to go. But you are a believer. And, you know, actually, in First Corinthians, it talks about how you fall behind in no gift. Yeah. And it says that um, in the Amplified, it says that you're equipped with readiness of speech yeah. to speak of your faith. And so that's to every believer that we are ready to speak of our faith. And so those are the gifts. Those are the things that will come out when you go on a short-term trip. I think everybody, whether you feel like you're called to be a pastor, whether you feel like you're called to be in ministry, should go on a short-term mission trip. Sure. um, Just to get, like we're talking about, that perspective change, um, to get that worldview that's like outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, or outside of Texas, or wherever you, you live and wherever you're listening. Um, outside of the place that you are, see that God actually does love people all around the world, that he's going to use you, that he's going to use you to show his love, and that he's going to use you to make his name known all around the
1: world. Yeah, and the great thing about these trips too is you may not feel like you're called to be a pulpit minister or, or a pastor, but you know, you don't have to be put, we wouldn't have to put you in a situation where you have to speak for 30 minutes. There may be an opportunity where you just need to come up and share three to five minutes about your testimony. And then after doing that, you may actually be surprised to see that maybe you are called to pulpit ministry. Maybe you are more gifted in that area than you thought because you made yourself step out and trust God in that situation, prepare beforehand, trust God, through that preparation, and then in that delivery. And then you might be like, whoa, I didn't know that was in me.
0: Yeah. I remember when we were in Thailand in 2011, my dad was leading the trip, and he actually asked me to share to a group of kids. And I was so scared. I was so nervous. I actually went to my dad and asked him, please have somebody else. I don't (laughs) want to be the one. And, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. But I stepped out, and I did what the leader asked me to do. And, you know, from that, I grew and I've learned, and I'm so happy that I did that. And, oh, yeah. you know, people got saved that day. Yeah. And it wasn't because my speech was so eloquent and perfect. It wasn't because I said all the right things. It was just because I was obedient. Yeah. Um, and so I believe, you know, you might be listening to this scared to death that they're going to ask me to get up and talk. And I remember there were people um, on our team that in, in Brazil that were, were nervous beforehand. And one of the things that I was sharing was nerves are a good thing. Um, because a lot of times it means that you care.
1: That's true. You want That's to really do
0: good. True. And so it's not wrong to be nervous. I remember playing basketball. I was nervous before every game, but I got used to it because why? I wanted to play good. Yeah. I didn't want to go out there and fail. I wanted to help the team win. And it's kind of the same thing when you minister the gospel. It's okay if you're feeling nervous. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. doesn't yeah. mean that you're not equipped, that you're not qualified. Um, but just understand that hey I care about this I want to I want to minister well I want to communicate clearly and don't beat yourself up over it yeah like you were saying uh, you you prepare ahead of time to speak um, but you you also rely on the Holy Spirit to help you yeah. and you know you have no idea what God will do with your yes
1: yeah that's so true and I, I remember I remember that happening in Thailand you saying that but even for me um, in 2011 when we were there, I spoke one night, and I think your dad gave me uh, five minutes to share a testimony, and I was done in two and a half minutes, yep. and I was shaking the whole time. And yeah. uh, But I will say, again, there was positive results from that, but I also learned a lot, yeah. and I learned that I could make myself do something that I didn't in the natural really want to do. Yeah. Um, but now here we are, and you know, I didn't give up after that first time. It's almost yeah. like in sports. You yeah. know it just as well, but if you have a bad play – it doesn't mean you're a bad player. Yeah. but you have to remove that bad play, learn from it of course, but remove that bad play and think about the next play. Yeah. Be like, "You know what? That wasn't that great, but god, I did it. I stepped out and the next time you give me an opportunity, I'm gonna prepare even harder. Yeah, I'm gonna trust you even more, and I'm gonna do better, yeah. so I can say the second time that I spoke there in Thailand, I didn't shake, so that there, was progress. Yeah. I wasn't you trembling. St- you were still sweating, but yeah. Wasn't I was sweating. As... <laughs> well, yeah, that's just a <laughs> given. But
0: yeah, so I mean, it's so it's so important for for you to just say yes to God. And so yeah. if you're listening to this and you feel like there's maybe a tug on your heart that I I want to go on a trip. I've yeah, I've never been overseas before. Maybe I went. 10 15 years ago and you want to go on a trip like josh was saying we'll have some opportunities with greg rich ministries here in the future Um, there's a lot of organizations like he said that that do the same thing Uh, but get involved i encourage everybody i think everybody should go overseas at least once in their life oh yeah
1: and not only through Gregor's Ministries, but also if you're listening to this and you're a part of Rama, you should go on their spring break trips. Yeah. It was so beneficial, and we believe in that. And we're so thankful that we got to be a part uh, of leading. The, not only were we a part of them as members before, yeah. but now being on staff as teachers and being able to lead it yeah. was just an amazing experience. Yeah. And then being able to pour into the hearts of these students. But I just encourage you guys... Um, Believe God even today that there's somebody that he can help you reach, somebody in your life, someone in your family, someone at your job, wherever you're at. Um, and then if you do have it on your heart to come on these trips, we encourage you to do so. And I'll tell you this, that um, Tanner and myself, we if you do come on a trip with us, we're going to believe in you. We're going to help you grow. Yeah. And the same way that people were patient with us in our development when we weren't perfect, we're going to do the same for you.